I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome to Burf Buff. Usually we say that together. Not, not today. <laughs> it was like, keep taking turns? No? Keep no. back and forth? Beastie Boys? Just to no? preface this episode, today is a have a water drink, a caffeine drink, and an alcoholic yeah. drink day. Because you can't check yourself. You're supposed to say give up. Because <laughs> you can't. What? You won't. And oh. you don't stop? What yes, are you yes, saying? Yes, I'm doing the Beastie Boys, which I already introduced to you a moment ago. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. I'm What's the special occasion? The special occasion is it's Friday. Okay. That's it. I will clearly be driving this vehicle. We're not in a vehicle. I will be riding this horse and dragging you behind you can't me ride, by a, You can't a ride rope. a horse when you're drunk. It's illegal. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. I already have alcohol and security. The champagne flute's not nearly enough. Oh, you're worried that, like, between now and the end, there's not going to be enough. That's So Annie made us drinks that are only booze. <laughs> she may have read the instructions incorrectly and Fine. assumed that the cutting agent, which was supposed to be ap- apple juice, essentially, apple juice. <laughs> essentially, she replaced with beer. So Alcoholic that- cider. It said apple cider. Because we go to a cidery at least once a week, I assumed alcoholic cider. It was not. It was meant to be mm. not alcoholic cider. Because you can't. You won't. And don't. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it either. It is. No, because you can't give up and you don't stop. And you just, I said can't. And you won't. <laughs> so this is like when we were singing Linger the other day. We were both oh, like. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, oh, what's the lyric? Oh, I thought the world of you? No. No, it's the part where she says, I'm in so deep, and we both oh, thought it was not that. Yes. I'm in so deep. You thought it was, I'm in love with you. <laughs> but I'm missing you. I thought it was, oh, but I'm, I'm missing, missing you. I'm missing you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, not as good as the cross-eyed barrel that you give to me. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you, I don't know. Oh, wow. We are just spiking the levels today. So sorry about your run and your AirPods. We yeah. might have broken them just yeah. now. You know, Burf Barf, that episode where they go all howler monkey on your long run. <laughs> oh, we've been You're welcome. you guys so many times. <laughs> um, yeah, we have no new Patreons, and that's okay, because we've added a lot over yeah. the course of the last year, and we've... Um, been... Also, we already have lots of cool Patreons. We, we don't do. need you. We do. Ooh. I love my current Patreon. I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to say uh, congratulations to everybody who ran the Pike Lake Ultra Marathon, the Pike, yeah. fi- the Pike Ten and the Pike Fifty. Um, I got to participate with a bunch of people that I love. It was really an all-around spectacular race. The prizes and the swag were bonkers. Samuel Hartman just continues to deliver a top-notch experience all around. Mm-hmm. Like there is no feel of like it's uh ohio race and it's small or it's local or it's like everything is top notch like Mm -hmm. food swag i can't stop touching the swag on other people like yeah there's several people that show up to run club in granville on wednesdays that i'm just like oh oh that's the pike lake shirt i i need it's really oh yeah and then i have the cotton one that i showed you the other night i feel like i'm wearing a pike lake thing every single day of the week Mm -hmm. somehow Somebody mentioned that they were like, oh, it's like a luxury trail race. And I was like, oh, actually, it is a luxury trail race because every part of the experience is like you get fed the night 
before you get the you get mm. fed the next day you get an incredible swag bag no matter if you win or not also um, if i'm not mistaken it's a luxury race at not a luxury price oh yeah it's a very reasonably priced race um i got uh to have the extreme pleasure of racing the Pike Lake 10K with my friend uh, Jessica Koppelwitz. Mm-hmm. hope I'm saying that right. I've said it wrong many times. Um, we got called, the women got called to tow the line at the very front. Per the Trail Sisters guidelines, one of the races to be trail site, one of the criteria to be Trail Sisters certified, along with having uh, menstruation products at aid stations, having uh, not unisex things for when there are multiple genders within participating in an event. Another one is having equal space at the starting line for males and non-males. So because Mm -hmm. of how important like photography of the start line is for like advertising an event in the future. So like we've struggled a bit to get the culture of like, and just events that we've been in to get women up to the Mm -hmm. start line. Mm -hmm. It's, it's been a difficult thing to yeah. occupy that space. But representation, but not at this race. no, not at this race. Representation matters. If I look on your race's website and I see women at the starting line, I am way more likely to register for your race. If I see a bunch of high school boys that are all 98 pounds and guaranteed to just blow the front of the field out, like I just don't love that. I don't. I, representation matters to me. So. Jessica and I got to start together. She immediately dropped me in the first hundred yards, which made me smile so big. Um, she almost won. This race actually had a surprise preem. If you're not familiar with bicycle racing, a preem is a segment of a race that's the race within the race. And this was 1.8 miles of the very start of the very first loop. Whoever made it to that marker, that diamond marker first. Was won- it a big climb or anything? What was the topography oh my like God. on that? Yes, the first section was an enormous, enormous climb. I mean, if you're familiar with Great Seal, these are comparable climbs, like hands on knees, grindy, dusty, technical. This course was extremely technical. There was a lot of off-camber. Um, there were a few tiny road sections, but... Um, all in all, a very beautiful place with very challenging, very challenging trail. Um, yeah. Oh, so Jessica, I think, had almost taken the preem, but the woman who started in the 50K after us, a half an hour after us, the woman who won the 50K race um, ended up winning the preem and the 50K. So she's a baller. Yeah. Crazy, crazy strong runner. Also, because I think this is just so like novel and awesome so how much was the payout for winning the preem a hundred dollars how much was it for the women a hundred dollars how much was it for the men a hundred dollars how deep was the payout oh payouts were five deep male and female with equal payouts snaps snaps Again, another Trail Sister certification criteria, and also just knowing that that's what Samuel Hartman would do anyways. Oh, yeah. That's really important Absolutely. Yeah. It was so fun. I had a great time. I got to hang out with um, my my best adventure racing babes, uh, Amanda Bullseye Bullseye and Laura Calm Toys, or Calm Toys. (laughs) Uh, Amanda took third in the 50K. Laura had some... uh, tummy troubles unfortunately turns out she had some serious issues going on so it was nothing to sneeze at it was for real an actual huge problem it was not like i've never seen laura not finish literally anything she will grind until her eyes bleed so 
Uh, I feel bad that she didn't get to t- to finish the whole race. She did four out of the five loops, which is just still an obscene amount of miles, to be mm-hmm. honest. So, and how much gain per loop wasn't it like eighteen or? 15? I don't remember. Yeah, sixteen hundred per loop mm-hmm. for seven mile loop, and the fifty k was long. Was a thirty five mile race. Yeah, John Dubois was saying that the main climb in the loop was four hundred feet, which Sugar Loaf is mm-hmm. two sixty. So yeah, just put that in perspective. Yeah, it was it was a grindy boy. For some reason, I felt good. I I really left the start line thinking. For some reason, I'd like you to take a little bit more accountability in your success in that track. I will not. I absolutely will not. I have not trained. No. No, I will not. Hmm. That doesn't feel right. No, it's true. I have not been running more than like three to five miles at a time, and no more than eighteen miles a week at all. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't take that. Yeah, I did not train for this race, and I really did think that I might just, like, speed up a little and then just hike the rest of it if I didn't Mm -hmm. feel good, but I eased into my speed, stayed at speed, and then just held it there and was like, oh, I got a magic day. Hell yeah. And just, you know, I raced an invisible person that wasn't ever chasing me, which is just how I do best. And you got? I got second. It was very, 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 very fun. Second to Jessica K, who is insanely fast. She can fast. have that. Yeah, she just, hell yeah. She, she just gets that. Oh, yeah. She beat me by like uh, 10 minutes. Yeah. She's a baller. So, yeah, it was fun. I highly recommend it. There's also the Alley Trail Marathon coming up on November 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that registration is still open if you are interested. There are plenty of distances. It's another looped hilly trail race and it's probably going to be beautiful out there Mm -hmm. and yeah don't be afraid of hills it means you get to walk if you want oh yeah that's really the nice perk of that race and hikers are welcome and encouraged to all of sam's races there were three lady hikers in my field um and they finished i think in like three hours and they were happy Mm -hmm. as could be and they had their hiking poles and whole full packs on like this is these races are for everybody yeah the cutoffs are super generous Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yay. I would love to be at the Alley Marathon, but it's my birthday, which means I will be getting into debauchery for, I don't know, 72 to 96 hours. Oh, God. I'll be there for that. I hope I'm going to be okay. I think you'll have a magic day. You'll probably get second. (laughs) (laughs) Only because we, you have to get first. That's because I have to get first. Because it's your birthday. It's my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm looking forward to that and the liquid challenge which is a birthday birthday event on monday november 14th at 6 p.m starting at the seek no further cidery if you're interested in celebrating andy's birthday john dubois birthday and a secret good friend's birthday who doesn't want extra attention so no none of your business we will be drinking a drink at seek no further running two miles to bar liquid running back and then having another drink uh, it's a total of a four-mile run. If you need any accommodations like scooter, bicycle, wagon, skateboard, any other adaptive devices you might need in order to make this happen for you, we will even tell you if we need to. Make it happen. Make it happen. We, will, we want to be accommodating to all ability types. However, probably not very accommodating to children. Yes. I will not be using swear words any less being any less of a perv, or monitoring myself in any way. So I will accommodate anything that you need 
Except for your kids. It, except for being more kid friendly. Yeah, it is a it's a drinking based event, and if you are a, a sober gopher, we also invite you to come. Please. Because, yeah, please come and be a sober gopher. Uh, just know that it's an adult time. Yeah. 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 So I think those are the plugs for our upcoming <sighs> events. You know, it's pretty fun to have, like, even though you, uh, you just talked about Pike Lake, it's fun to have an episode where we don't have a specific event to talk about, because mm -hmm. this is not a race recap only podcast. No, no it used to be. Yeah, it, I know. But if you remember, like, we, we have lots and lots of episodes that are just episodes about nothing. Mm. And this is an episode, I think, that's more about nothing than something, which yeah, is I mean, really great. COVID, we had to have a lot of episodes about nothing. <sighs> yeah of episodes about nothing if there's anybody on here that has not yet taken a deep dive into our facebook live events from I was COVID, just gonna say that i highly encourage you to do it at some point i'm gonna do it and it's gonna be great because i don't know i don't remember any of that. we did them for like 10 weeks in a row um and they're each like two and a half hours long they're very long they're both on instagram and facebook mm -hmm. If you feel like knowing a lot about us that we would not normally under any circumstances share on this podcast, we do a lot of series of like, um, there are a lot of like, uh, like psychological experiment lists of yeah. questions that we used from um, 1950 to present. We also did like Cosmopolitan magazine, like, do oh, you man. know your best friend? Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah, we do. We mm -hmm. did and we do. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. I, I there are probably things that I regret there. So if you that's just I, I'm just gonna openly give you that Easter egg. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't make you want to go and poke around in there, uh, what will? I mean that the COVID series is why I have been at races and people have uh, astonished me with what they know about mm -hmm. me in an almost uncomfortable way. Know that I'm in a good place now, and that there's not much you can say to me that I wouldn't be like, yeah, that's that's fucking true. To man. regret, to regret. <laughs> so if you'd like to know us without ever actually having to interact with us, there you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a good place to start, at least. Um, so something I wanted to talk about, because I think maybe this could be like a feelings-esque episode mm -hmm. or like current vibes, maybe more of a vibes episode than a feelings. But I did want to, because the last episode was about nationals and something that I didn't uh, I don't think I got to talk about enough in the episode, certainly enough like in person, but like one of the things that I think I'm still kind of recovering from is that the uh, leading up to nationals, I had a lot of anxiety about like letting the team down, not training enough, feeling like there was just stuff that I was slacking on and like the pressure of that all year was really intense, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. like just really intense. Like mm -hmm. I have felt some of that. I felt some of that last year at nationals and didn't know better the first year. So didn't feel that, but felt a lot of it this year. And I'm finding like my, uh, and despite the fact, like, so that's a feelings thing. I went to nationals and killed it. Yeah, like 100. I didn't hold anyone back. Like no. that event was structured for me. Lots of downhill. Yes. Like, solid nav that didn't like take away a bunch. I also didn't have it navigate a lot because a lot of it was on bike. So like my fears about letting the team down completely did not, did not play out at all. No. Not even a little bit. No. And I'm finding though, that I'm having some hesitation about getting back into adventure races or orienteering stuff because Why? I still have some like feeling about like, I don't want to ha be back in that pressure again already. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
That's unfortunate because I really need you to go. I know. I will. I need to, I need to like poke and pull that apart a little bit to feel more what that's about because like I do feel because we get to hold all these things at the same time right Mm -hmm. we get to be insecure and super confident at the same time I feel both like I feel like if I were to sign up for an adventure race again I would have all that pressure on myself again while at the same time like I really I'm really starting to feel like I'm settling into my status as far as like a female navigator like I'm I'm going to say this on a oh. call. I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to start like more more uh squishy and work my way up from that. I'm probably one of the top 15 female adventure race navigators. Yep. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> it's totally true. I I think. Yeah. That feels right. It's true. Because there's, one, there's not many of us. No. And, like, I just, at this point, have have, have done a lot. So, like, um, so I feel these things at the same time where I'm, like, I'm not ready for this pressure again of letting my team down while mm-hmm. also feeling, like, I'm starting to feel a lot more secure in, like, how I how I perform as a navigator. This Both also at the same time, huh? Yeah. This is, a, this is a tangent a little bit on this, but I wanted to mention it because I think it's interesting we, me, you, Amanda Bolai, maybe Laura Calm Toys, were talking about putting together our female dream team for nationals. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, like, this person because they're a workhorse on the on the bike. And this mm-hmm. person because they're fast. And this mm-hmm. person because experience. And when we went to talk about female navigators, we were kind of at a, we were kind of a little bit of, of a loss to be like, who yeah. are the top three female navigators, like, in the sport? And, like... I struggle a little bit with this idea and it makes me want to explore this more. Like we should know the top female yeah. navigators as yeah. well as we know the we top should. male navigators. We should, yeah. Like if we want to perform in that level, we should kind of give the same reverence and attention to that. Yeah, we should. Uh who is the woman um for Rootsack? No. Oh. A super jacked woman we met at Wildcat who was training for a, a certain race in Tennessee. Alyssa Gudetsky. Yeah. She's a very good navigator. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she's the main navigator when she races on a on the mixed gender team. Oh. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make her not a navigator, though, eh? No, it doesn't. Because she did Wildcat alone and she did super. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She also just runs the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, we should know. Adventure race women, we should know the top three female navigators in our sport. Yeah, we should. Submit your submissions. <laughs> Keep your emissions. Keep your emissions? <laughs> My ankles are sweating. <laughs> Mine are too. Anyway. Anyways, other vibe stuff. How are you how are you feeling this? Mm, you know, I'm actually feeling quite good. Um I am preparing for my 10th annual turkey trot. I've done a lot of different ones. I'll be racing the Boyne City one up in the tip of Michigan this Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right, because you'll be at the cabin. I'll be at the lake. Yeah, I'm really stoked about that. I've run this one before. I got second in my age group, and this year I'm in a new age group, which is a dangerous age group. 40 to 49 is a tricky one, because it's either... No competition. Or the fastest divorcees ever. Fastest divorcees <laughs> ever. That's my main concern. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I've been doing some speed work. Uh, after running um, Pike Lake, 
I was like, oh, I might be on the cusp of my fast season. I always get one a year. Mm-hmm. It's always random. Also, you delayed your fast season this year a little bit because of not going to Barkley Fall Classic. I feel like your fast season is usually you blow your wad at BFC mm-hmm. and then you're mm-hmm. you're a little bit – I feel like you're at your highest at BFC and then you hit your turkey trot as you're coming down from your top mm-hmm. fitness, but you're still in really great shape. You're just not on your way up, you and I think an, you're currently on your way up still. You have an incredible memory, and that's absolutely true, uh, except for the year that I did – the year of COVID – I got a random fast streak in April, and I mm. PR'd the half and the full marathon. Yeah. Which was spectacular. Tells you how messed up things were during COVID. Very, very <laughs> messed up. So, yeah, Pike Lake just sort of was a springboard for me into being like, oh, maybe I'll go out and try to run fast. So I've been doing weekly speed work. I've got two more before the race, and it's just been fun to, like, push my body really hard and uh, see what I can do. I've been feeling super embodied. Um, Say more about embodied. Yeah. Racing Pike Lake made me feel super embodied. I just felt like I'm in the right skin with the right bones and the right muscles. And here I go. And my lungs are working. And like it was this like concert of all the right elements working together in a sort of surprising way. Because sometimes I feel like you can train for six months and then you just fucking barf and and explode. Fucking blows up. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't dump much into this emotionally or physically. And uh, I mean, I will say, it's not like I'm not working out. Like I'm training. Yeah. I'm, I'm lifting and I'm probably running 20 miles a week. But for me, that's pretty low. On the general training threshold. This is the least amount of miles that I've run in probably eight years Mm. or more. Mm -hmm. I'm only at 1,000 miles and it's November. Uh, Last year I ran like 2,400, 2,200 the year before, 2,000 the year before, Mm -hmm. 1,900 the year before. I'm I'm almost half my normal miles for the year. And I don't feel sad about it at all. I feel really good. I've been trying new things. I really have just, I'm in love with adventure racing and I feel confident like about my love for adventure racing. I want to do a lot more of it. So that's kind of where my head's at. Yeah. Uh, I was just, I did the fingers crossed to remember to talk about this. Uh, You and I touched on this maybe before like nationals too. It's hard when we have had things that we have trained 20, 20 plus hours a week for. Mm -hmm. And to do anything less than that, for me, ends up feeling not serious. Mm-hmm. And that's I, not true. That's just, it's not true. I think it, it just, it's hard when you've set the bar so high for other things mm-hmm. before to feel like, unless I'm training for this literally like it's a second job, what am I even doing? Mm-hmm. And I think I I felt that some leading up to nationals where I was like, this is this big thing that we're doing that we want to do really well at. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing 20 plus hours of training for this a week. Mm-hmm. I must be fucking off. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an unfortunate situation that we started off being like really psycho ultra runners because mm-hmm. we have kind of, in effect, broken our brains for like what a good standard of like normal baseline training is. Yeah. And also just thinking like being maybe a little bit more results oriented versus just like the process because like... You know, it's the same thing with, like, 100-mile training weeks. Yeah, you can do 100-mile training weeks for a lot of people. That doesn't result in a better race result. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, if you do 100-mile training weeks, it will be for the sake of doing a 100-mile training week not to actually do better. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, do I 
am I going to garner better results with 20 plus hours of training? I might, but like at the expense of maybe what else? Like, you know, and I think you and I are kind of in this season of like, again, holding these two different things at the same time. I'm experiencing quite a bit of, I've already done that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to, I don't need to prove to myself mm-hmm. that I did that again. Mm-hmm. I already know I can. I don't need to run at 4am in the rain on the track doing speed work. I know I can do that. I don't have to. Yeah. That's a bummer because <laughs> not for you, for me. Mm. Because a lot of the hardest things I've done and a lot of the grindiness that I cultivated, I cultivated it because I saw you do it and Mm. then you made it sort of matter of fact. Mm. So a lot of the things that I would do to like hook my carabiner onto you, I do that and you're like, I got new tights. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I guess I'm going to go play beat saber (laughs) (laughs) but like what are we what are we losing when we do that nothing i'm not losing anything i i just like it's harder for me solo mission to gain the impetus to begin Mm -hmm. and i've not been a person typically who picks my own races and so since no one's picked Mm. any of my races this year Mm. i don't have any races yeah my massage therapist has asked this time and the last two or three times. So what's your next race? And I was like, I don't have one yet. We have Expedition Ozarks in the spring, which feels like an obscure thought at Uh this point. Yeah. Even though now is go time. It is. Now is go time. It is go time. So uh, Burf Barf Racing intends to race Expedition Ozarks, which is a five-day expedition race in the spring we've mentioned on the podcast before. We are trying to um, crowdsource some funding for this incredibly expensive and challenging endeavor. Uh, We've sent out some feelers to some businesses that we love and respect that we would like to rep. Um, But if you are interested in supporting us anyway, you can do like single time Patreon donations if you would like or send a Venmo to our business account Um, or not. How about that? I would love to say or not. Mm -hmm. You don't owe us anything and we... Mm-hmm. Love you whether you listen and support or listen and just listen. Like, thank yep. you so much for even listening. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a is a zero pressure situation. But just know that um, if you feel inspired to support women in a place where very few women will be, mm-hmm. we would be so uh, absolute just chuffed, chuffed to have your assistance in that matter. We've been watching a lot of Love Island. <laughs> Don't judge because you're doing it too. And if you haven't yet, you're going to watch an episode just to know what we're talking about. It's fire season. It's, it's time, trash. It's time to snuggle up and watch garbage. Although we say that that it's fire season, this is the other thing that I wanted to talk about. And again, in the same vein of like, uh, oh, like I'm not, I'm not feeling compelled to train like it's a part-time job. I've been doing an hour and a half to two hour sessions on the stair mill three four times a week because it sounds nice (laughs) yeah uh, i know i'm also peeling the skin i did 10 Uh 10 by 400 this week is the most 400s i've ever run again this just goes back to that idea of like feeling like gosh i'm just like slacking off because i'm not doing xyz and it's like i'm still at the gym eight to nine hours a week like that's not nothing. That's not nothing. Mm-hmm. Recalibrate. Yeah. And maybe God. it's more of like, you know, I'm following like this year in particular, I'm just following 
wants a lot more than should. So mm-hmm. there's, and, uh, and this applies to so many things, whether it's like relationships, like home decisions, like professional decisions. It applies to training too, where I just feel like, you know, I know the things that I should be doing. I should be running, you know, uh, four to five days a week with a couple rest days and just being like, you know what? I'm going to run one time a week at Granville Run Club because I love it. And then the rest of the time when my brain tells me something sounds fun, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And currently it's grinding away on the stair mill. I'm like, I know it's beautiful outside, guys. I know it's the perfect fall weather outside right now. It's not what I want. Yeah. I want to watch a sci-fi movie on my phone a while I'm grinding away on the stairwell. You say. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. I can't say that it's weird. The shit that I'm watching is mega yeah. weird. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like I'm in this, this spot between hardness and softness on myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly where I'm at, too. Mm. I really am. I'm like, whatever you do is just fine. And mm-hmm. I'm also like, do it harder. I know. More, more. Yeah. I mean, that that's sort of like the the soft echo in the mind of any ex-ultra runner is like, you could always be doing more because I feel like, you know, becoming an ultra runner is this weird slippery slope place where you just continue to be like, and the 50 and the 50 mile mm-hmm. and the 100K and the 100 mile and then the 200 and the 250 and then like FKT. And I feel like you don't have to live this endless cycle of making it harder and longer. Mm-hmm. You don't. Mm-hmm. You could pick the thing that you like and do it well. Mm-hmm. Or not pick any of them yeah and i think one of the things i actually find my brain combating about and it's actually kind of uh contrary opinion to what you just said is i well ultra running got to a point where i was just running as many miles as possible and then discovered as a lot of us do that more miles does not equate better results Mm -hmm. so like getting ryan gelfi as a coach through trails and tarmac coaching was essentially to be like hey i'm happy to like dump it all in and do as many miles as possible. I know that's not the thing. I need you to tell me when I'm supposed to try try my hardest and when it when I'm not supposed to. Mm-hmm. I definitely noticed that while training for nationals this year where I felt like I just want to like dump it all out, but I also know that that's not necessarily beneficial. And one of the things that I'm enjoying right now, and again, this is going to sound like a psycho, is if I go to, if I go to the gym and do the stair mill for two hours on a Tuesday night, I wake up the next morning. I'm still sore from doing the stair mill the night before, but I feel like going to do the stair mill. Wow. I just go because, and I don't worry about like, is this giving me the maximum oh. training benefit? Yeah. I just go like, I have this itch. I'm going to scratch it. Yeah, so in a way, ma- it's actually more indulgent. I completely understand and feel that because I'm also not like targeting muscle recovery and peak performance. I go out, and if I feel lousy, I walk, and if I feel great, I run at the speed of light. That is actually not how you yeah, train that's not how that's at all. To work. No. Does it, you know what feels good? What? It feels good to feel good. It feels good to feel good. Craig's kids. Hashtag Craig's kids. Uh, yeah. I, I am going totally by feel lately. Yeah. I really am. I've not been in that space in a long time, but I will also say that being coached by Ryan Gelfie put me in a position where, like, I really was very specifically peaked at the right times, and it's a good feeling to have, like, someone else in control mm-hmm. to tell you, like, and now stop, and now go, and yeah. now stop, 
And I'll go, I know. And I just, like, I ultimately, one of the reasons I stopped having Ryan as a coach is because I wanted to take a little bit of that autonomy back and kind of like investment in designing my own training and stuff, Mm -hmm. like back on my own accord. But I can look back now. And it, I mean, it was, it took a few years after having him as a coach to be like, holy shit, I ran Pinhoti and 26 and a half hours or 20 whatever and ran a 35 minute five miler for thanksgiving i'll never forget that day i i so i remember it being notable when i did it but it's only in retrospect that i go like holy shit that i could do these two things i will never forget you coming back in because i think that's the year that i ran with uh deanna and sandman and we just did like a shuffle trot was i don't think it wasn't it? It was a year that you weren't there because it was. I was with Brendan oh, and okay. Drew and okay, yeah. the Redskis. Yes, and they wore the tiny shorts because it was yes. warm out. Yep. Still, I recall that you told me your time, and I was just like, I don't even know how that's I, fucking humanly. I possible. don't either. So, Gelfi, like you, hopefully you know anyways because I told you while you, I had you as a coach. Like I love having you as a coach. It is cool to look in retrospect to be like. It's fucking amazing what I did while having a coach, but like, but with most things, I didn't recognize what I was able to do while doing it. It was only after the fact, like Pinhoti that year. And I've talked about this after doing Pinhoti the second time, which is actually my last hundred. Uh, I reflected on that. Um, the comparison between the first time I did Pinhoti and the second, the first time I was so much faster. And I remember being so fucking pissed about how hard I trained in order to be average which is just not true. It's just, man, it's hard to see it when mm-hmm. you're in it. It is. It yeah. really is. Hmm. I think one of the few times I ever got to really fully be in it and like roll around in the glory of the juiciness was mm. Ozarks. Yeah. Yeah, Ozark You 100. did. You yeah. did have insta juiciness. I did. I didn't even, I wasn't even like, oh, but I could have gone and there could have been more women and it could have, I was just like, I trained. I, mm-hmm. I actually looked at the, because today is the day, today is the anniversary of Ozark 100 by, oh. I think, five years. And um, I noticed that Wilf, my old running friend, was tracking my position because I started literally in last place and people were tracking me. And at mile 55, he said, our girl's moving up. She's at 22nd overall at mile 55. And I started at 57th place. So I just tr- trust trusted the plan and um yeah i i feel like i really reveled in the glory of that i think you helped that a lot we had a we had a good chemistry that race yeah there was nobody else there to crew it was just annie and it was just like a very pure experience yeah also like your crew needs are always to have less of an audience not more yeah if more people are looking at me i'm more likely to lay down and cry Mm -hmm. if only one person is like yeah that's fine keep going although that didn't help me much at tunnel hill which i trained just as much for yeah well that's because your spine was all fucking fucked up (laughs) that was terrible and that goes back to the like uh, you saying you had a magic day at pike lake and just feeling embodied where mm -hmm. a lot of times the training for these things even when everything's dialed in, you show up the day of and you have fucking diarrhea. I know. <laughs> like, I you know. know, you go to tunnel hall and your left arm goes numb. My whole arm went. And then Pearl parent. Jam comes on oh and everything's God done. Damn you, Pearl Jam. <laughs> Pearl Jam has made some strange appearances in our races. Yeah. So, yeah. 
where do you hope your brain takes you training-wise in the next three months? Oh, three months. Okay. I mean, it it's jingle bell season. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to run Santa 5Ks and jingle bell and hot cocoa shit. I don't need it to take me literally anywhere. You know what, though? Like... It's my favorite. I love running. I know, but like, Ugh. how is your how is your throttle on fastness when it comes to your Jingle Bell 5Ks? Oh, no. Only turkey trot is for blood. December okay. is for jingle okay. bales. Okay. Jingle bales. Okay. And nothing else. All right. Tr- cool, cool, cool. Trot, 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 trot. But like, turkey trot is for Turkey blood. trot's okay. always for blood. It's always been for blood. Okay. Every I year. I think sometimes I've misconstrued turkey blood season for jingle blood season nope got it. only turkey blood only the blood of a turkey <laughs> oh, oh just not vegan, just vegan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah i i think of the 10 years that i've raced a turkey trot i think i've only not placed in my category twice okay because those are the two years that i ran at chase yeah and the chase upper arlington for where the fast are it's also four thousand people yeah. so you can't place at that race chase is a 5k right no it's a four miler or a five miler it's a four or a five miler it's definitely not a 5k okay yeah i remember because i couldn't do like an apples to apples comparison of my mm-hmm. other trots yeah um yeah Tur- and also they're always like turkey trot turkey dash turkey mm-hmm. oh boy <laughs> i'm just calling it the tofurkey um yeah it's a five miler it is. I was going to say, that's the one that I did the 35 yeah. minutes at. Holy St. Francis of Assisi. Yeah. Which is why I was like, can I run a sub six pace 5K? No. Sub six? Sub seven. Sub seven. Sorry. Yeah. What are you fucking saying? What are you crazy? Oh, sorry. The microphone. <laughs> uh, what do you hope out of the next few months? Just hear those sleigh bells ringling. Jing, jing, jingling. Too. I do not get the sleigh bell 5k bug like you do however i am often a participant mm-hmm. and i often enjoy it a lot yeah so yeah, yeah. i know it's my thing but this few racing things are my thing yeah yeah so this is the season in which i tag along after you generally and i do have a bunch of dumb uh holiday themed shit that i like to wear although i did have the thought today that i would really like green christmas themed overalls like cotton <gasps> with like Ooh, like I want green that too. with like little snowflakes i want that too i thought like i can run in that i absolutely hate that you won gingermas because it means that you'll never do gingermas again and gingermas is one of my favorite december holidays Mm -hmm. oh my god i love gingermas so much but as far as where i want the next uh few months to go i just want to keep grinding so like if i have two hours most days of either doing the stair mill or my Nordic track bike that uh-huh. I won via Ginger Miss, just like on the highest resistance setting of just like, row, row, row. that's what I want. Oh. That's, that's where I hope I go. I hope I just continue to show up and grind. I don't want speed work. I don't want to get fast. That's never a thing that I want. I just want to grind and you burn. You are a grindy little grind bitch. Grind and burn. And I just want to zing and scream. Mm. Zing and scream. Yeah, you just get an itch to be fast at times, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't have that. I'm the punch monkey. I know. I never. You can stand on the road holding the map. I. No? This is the thing that I still want to examine, and I feel like there's episodes from like three years ago where I talked about this. Like, 
I just want to be more bloodthirsty, and that's just not a thing that I have. Oh. I don't agree with you. I think you have it in a different I, way. I do. I have it in the persistence way. But persistence. like, you know, often when like somebody's coming up on me, I'm like, have a good time. Well, and that's I just because wilt. these are skills, skills based desires. Your skills reside in resilience and mine reside in short bursts of deep pain. I know, but I would like to. I don't think you have to have the skills in order to cultivate the mindset. I know, but I cultivated the mindset and I decided to let go of it. And I don't ever want to run an ultra ever again. And mm-hmm. I've seen you cultivate the skills. You've run a 35-minute five-miler. I, it's in my wheelhouse to do things like cycle cross. It's in your wheelhouse to do things like a 100-mile race. Yeah. Our skill sets are different. So the things that we get bloodlusty about are related to our skill sets. Yeah. I just want to have the option to engage that when I want. And you do. I don't feel like that. I feel well, like... you want to hook a carabiner onto me? I'll fucking take you, bitch. No, it scares me. Oh, I want to scare you. I do want to scare you. No, it's scary. Too like, bad. Get on. work is scary. Oh, do it. Make me sick. Yeah. My tummy hurts. Oh, too bad. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> you want to be scared? Oh. <laughs> We don't even know what flavor that is. Oh, yeah. It's like somewhere between Tim Allen and a porn star. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, why does it scare me to think about, like, I'm always, I'm always afraid of, like, I'm always afraid of committing to something that I can't deliver on. So, like, just saying, like, I want to be fast and then not being fast makes me feel yucky. Or being like, oh, I want to beat that person and then not beating them. just It just crumbles me. I mean, there are disappointments. I know. You're so good at rejection. I am. I know. That's one of your best suits is like you doing a thing, fucking it up, not liking it, whatever. You're like, okay. It's gone now. I know. The only race that ever hurt my feelings deeply that I never, like I have let go of since was San Diego. Was mm. I just cried and cried and cried and mm-hmm. cried. Everything that I wanted was that race. But since then, what it's taught me, that race and also falling at the Lake Hope um, bicycle road race, those two races taught me like, fuck it. There's one billion other races to try. Yeah, You're not defined by this. And more than you're not defined by this, if you want to do well, there are other opportunities to do so. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to like, lower the stakes in my brain that's what i can work on i feel competent to work on that i would like to lower the stakes on my well no that's kind of so the reason why i shy away from competitiveness is like i'm afraid to raise the stakes on you're that. afraid to care about the outcome yes i'm afraid to care about the outcome but at the same time i have things like nationals and being having so much anxiety about letting the team down where i just need to lower the stakes and be like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter ultimately we do this for fun. We do. Saying that doesn't mean that I'm not going to try my fucking hardest. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's not life or death. This is a thing that we do for fun. We could do it 30 more times. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. So I, I need to like lower the stakes on the things that I don't care much about and be okay increasing the stakes on things that I would like to, tr- I would like to experience that. But yeah, it. I think it does come all back to like, being more comfortable with rejection like Mm -hmm. if i try and be competitive and i don't succeed that's okay who cares yeah i really have i have let that go however if a person doesn't like me it's the end of the world for me yeah 
Yes and no, but you also, like, you care deeply until you don't. Gemini. You keep, you keep saying that, and I don't think that's true about me. Do you mean, like, once someone has hurt me, or once I've cut no. them out of my life, I don't care about them anymore? I don't, no. under, I don't no. understand the flavor of that. No, the, the flavor is, like, um, I will give you all my clothes and let you drive my car home mm-hmm. until I'm sleepy, and then you are on your own. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's uh-huh. true. That's but it's what not, I mean. like, generally about people where I'm just like, and now I don't care about you anymore. No. Okay. No, you keep everybody. I keep everyone. <laughs> If I can, everybody. if I can, I'll keep literally everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to clarify that. Yeah, okay, good. So, when should we start training for expedition? <laughs> we are right now. Actually, we should say this right now. We are right now. You're doing speed work. I'm doing eight hours a week on the stair mill. Yeah. I mean, January 1st is when I'm going to start bricks. That's when I'm going to begin. Um... It's a bit early for longing in this category, but I'm going to do it anyways. I miss Shopelope more than I miss any event. I'm already thinking about like, because we're just talking about what's the next few months. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, January is usually uh, ramping up to February when Shopelope happens. Shopelope has taken so much of my blood and tears. I don't desire it the way that you do. Oh, I do. Yeah. But. Uh, one of the actually, and this is a this is a next race. Did I register for this? Um, I really enjoyed the Winter Wildcat Row game last mm-hmm. year, and I would mm-hmm. like to do both days again this year. We which are is doing in, it, which is in February. Whole team is committed. Yeah, both days. You guys both doing both. Days? We haven't decided about both days. I don't think we can do both days because parenting situations. All right, I would encourage you to do so because, like, if you miss that feeling of your butthole falling out, you're gonna well, love two I days stay. at Winter Wild- Wildcat. But then you'd have to you'd have to do a race with me, and you probably don't. Want I to would do love it. that. Last year, last year, um, it was about getting the rest of the team's nav skills up, so I couldn't go with you. Oh, I would love to go with you. I wanted to go with you last year. All right. I felt like I was throwing my baby into a lake. Oh, you did. I, <laughs> I was. I did. I know. I was like, I hope you learn how to swim. Oh God, that I'll weekend see you was later hard. or not. I had a good time racing, but that was the weekend where I had bad allergies. A mouse crawled over my feet, and then I had no vegan food. Yes. That was, was a little bit rough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, was that that time or the fig? That was the oh, fig. Oh, I always conflate these two. Where did we stay for Winter Wildcat? Oh, in a hotel. In a hotel. That was fun. Yes. Never mind. The hotel was fun. And then we drove back same day, and uh, poor Laura had to listen to me and Amanda scream, sing Taylor, ta- Swift. Taylor yeah. Swift the whole way home. Yeah. I'm sorry I missed that drive. No, you're not. But yes, so the next race, if nothing else come up, is going to be Winter Wildcat, which I I will I will uh what's the word I'm looking for? Mm. Resistantly or hesitatingly slot into the Shope Lope slot. And then uh Death March. You wanna do Death March again? I just need races. I don't okay. care. I don't uh, care what I, it is. I actually quite enjoyed the Winter Wildcat Death March combo last year mm-hmm. because it felt like it felt like a kick in the ass mm-hmm. earlier in the year mm-hmm. than normal. Like mm-hmm. usually, I feel like the kick in the ass comes late April, early May. Mm-hmm. So to get a preemptive kick in the ass felt like I need to go. I need. Yeah. I need to. go go i need to do this i yeah. need to go yeah. so and especially with expedition ozarks this year i think it makes sense to dust the cobwebs off earlier yeah. but yeah oh man uh any parting thoughts what other 
I feel like I have one more feeling. No. That's okay. it. Just grind. Nope. Just grind your tits off. Just grind your tits off. Happy yeah. winter. I mean, fall. Whatever. Daylight savings time is on Saturday. Barf. Yeah. Okay. Until next time. We are. Barf. Because you can't. You won't. And you don't. Stop. <laughs> <laughs>